how soon am I going to be able to retweet that Sean Oakman is an NFL football player? Just know when it does happen, man, which I believe is truly going to happen. 100%. Right? The smile on I your face right now says happen. it. Yeah, because it's, it's close. It's close. And the only reason I say it's close because... This podcast is brought to you by Frankie's Chicago-style pizza in Maple Grove. Whether you're in the mood for Frankie's famous stuffed pizza, a chicken club sandwich, Chicago-style hot dog, or their classic American hamburger, Frankie's has your back. Their adjusted hours are Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., and Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. If you go to Instagram, you can find them at Frankie's Chicago Style Pizza, MG, or go online and find them at frankiespizza.com. I'm going to say this right off the top. There's not many times that I go back and re-listen to the interview before I do my intro. Usually I remember so well that I just go off the top, but I wanted to be so close. I'm not going to keep you long. This interview is, is probably my best work as as a podcaster, but but Sean has has by far been my best guest and and I'm again, uh the whole goal is to keep the intro short. Guys, uh I I I'll say this. I I I I can't say thank you enough to Sean for allowing me to to have the the interview today. And, uh, and, and and hear a story and, and just talk to him about it. So with that being said, I'll get into Sardazin and, and, and let's get into the episode. Robert better not get in my face. Because I'll drop that motherfucker. He's a little bit long-winded. He doesn't translate very well into our generation and his jokes are terrible. And I'm just a man, same as you are. You're not a man, you're a bishop, for God's sakes! There is no God. Wow. You're on the air, sled god. Holy shit, man. I was panicking. I was going through phones. I was going through iPads. I was trying to connect buttons and, and everything else, man. I, yeah, I, man. I appreciate this it. Technology, this technology world is crazy. Oh, it's, I mean, I'm still trying to figure it out too. I'm switching, you know, platforms or I'm switching wires and, and everything else that you can think of. So it's definitely not dependable. No, it's my first time on zoom too. So I should have, I should have worked that out better. Anyways, man, yeah, sure you're yawning. Yeah. I, I saw you working out this morning. How'd it go? Killed myself for sure. Bro, you know, it's real when the chains go on the, the bench, you know, like you're, you're, you're going yeah. for dead arms at that point. Yeah, 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 exactly. Do you, exactly. Do you have something holding up the phone, or you got the arm strength to hold up the phone with your with your own hands? I got right the now? arm strength. I got the arm strength. I'm ready, locked, ready, and loaded to go. I got you. Give me one second here. I'm gonna turn you up just a little bit. All right. All right. That should work pretty good. <clears throat> Perfect. All right, man. Awesome. Well. Let me just start with this. How's your how's uh Corona going for you, man? I know you've got a weird schedule. You've got your own workout plans. You're you're trying to make things happen. What's Corona done for you lately? Um, it's given me time to you know get all my endeavors in line. You know, it gave me it gave me a lot of time to you know to focus on what I really want to focus on. And so that's that's training 110. percent That's writing my book 100. 10%. That's, you know, giving the streets and giving the social media world open obstacles 
you know, almost each and every week. So I seen you post on open open obstacles last night. Tell me more about it. How does that start from from you know? Obviously, it must have been an idea from from your time off and, and over the last three years. Um, just tell me more about how you got into it and how you wanted to to start it and 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 how it's gone so far. So, uh, excuse me. Um, no, sorry, but um, yeah, it was uh, it was definitely from those three years. You know, going through those three years, I was actually in my bed last night looking at a video of like the starting process of, of like my thoughts and things of that nature. But it came from the stint of, you know, having, not having anyone to reach out to, you know, or reaching out to some people that you may know or some people you may not know, you know, and, and hoping and praying that they have some type of answer to give you. But in my instance, I didn't have that person. You know, I had nobody to reach out to and the people I did reach out to didn't get back to me. So I'm saying, so I was like, when, once I get through my situation, um, I'm going to be that platform for people. I'm going to be that platform for other people that the everyday person that wants to reach out, that has, that has an obstacle, that has something going on that they can't seem to get over by themselves. I'm going to be that person that they reach out to and I'm not going to be so distant and so far away that I won't get back to them. I get you. And, and that's a, that's kind of a rare thing to come from somebody with a, with a following or, or, you know, with, with a status. Um, was there anything that definitely made you go, I want to help out somebody who I know is struggling through an everyday, everyday struggle. Just, just, I mean, was it, sorry, go on. No, nah, I was just saying, like, um, you know, my life from the, the time I was a child, you know, it, it's it's always been a struggle. You know, they say, who are your heroes? And it's hard for me to mention, you know, run, you know, how some people could run off a list of people that's inspired them. You know, there was nobody in in, in my sense of, of inspiring. There was, there's never been a superstar that come down and help my mom or come to my neighborhood and, and do those things that makes me want to be greater, you know, personally for me or for my family, you know, so I don't have that experience. I don't have that experience of, you know, of a great leader coming down and showing help to, 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 to somebody that has nothing, you know? And so definitely to, to change the narrative, you know, you know, I'm not who you think I am. Right. You're not you a me. I'm way, I'm, I'm way more. Yeah. You're not, you're not this guy who's jacked up with tattoos and just because you have a photo of yourself on the in, internet means you're a monster just because the, the joke is that you can, you know, overpower a ref's decision on the field. That's not you. That's not, you're not a monster who goes out there and, and, and goes out and, and kills people. You're playing football. You know, I think people get yeah. that confused is, is that they, they get these unrealistic ideas of, of people in their head and then that's how they have to see them because they saw them on a TV screen or you know, they heard a rumor. It's like, just because the guy exactly. plays football doesn't mean you have to assume the guy's just this cold-blooded, mean guy. You know, his face mask may look awesome and his helmet is fucking dope, but, <laughs> you know, you, he's still a nice right. guy underneath, maybe. It's, it's the world we live in. You know, perception is everything. You know, they already had a perception of who I was. They made a perception of who they think I am, and they ran with it. So, I'm just trying to put a different light on my name. I'm not, I'm more than a meme. I'm more than a 
coin toss. A toss of a coin toss. There we go. There you go. So I don't want to get too far into it, man. I know your story's out there, and I know you got to be sick of it now. I've been listening to podcasts with you on it for the last <clears> two <throat> weeks, trying to make sure I'm not going to ask you the same questions. But people got to know the story. So, you know, I don't know if you want me to hit bullet points and just try to run through it, and you can check me on it, or if you want to go through the story yourself, man. Uh, you know, I, I know. No, I got it. I got it. Yeah. No, it's better to hear from the. They say it's better to hear from the sheep mouth. But uh. Yeah, 2016 had all the potential in the world to be the NFL's, you know, first round draft pick, um, or somewhere in in there. You know, I had the potential to play in the NFL for sure. You know, and, and being drafted. Yeah. But my dreams will come to a halt two weeks before the draft. I would be accused of sexual assault by a young woman that I have sexual encounters with multiple times over a course of three years that I'm at the university. Um, on on that night of April 2nd, 2016, I invited the young lady back to my house where we proceeded to have sexual intercourse. That morning, I'm uh, getting woken up with my phone blown off the line by my roommate. I'm not home at the time. So I stayed out of nuts to somewhere else. And and he called. He's calling me, constantly calling me. So I finally wake up and answer the phone. And he sounds panicked. He sounds worried. You know. He said the police are here. I said okay. I said what you do? He said they're not here for me. They're here for you. He said impossible. I have no. They they have no reason for to be there for me because I didn't do anything. Right. He said well, well they're here for you, bro. You need to get home. So I come home immediately. They said, do you know such and such? Yes. Were you with such and such last night? Yes, I was. Did you have sex with such and such last night? Yes, I did. Well, she's accusing you of sexual assault. Impossible. Yeah. So immediately I called my lawyer. I mean, immediately I called my agent. My agent gives me a lawyer number. I call a lawyer. The lawyer said, don't say nothing to the police. Um, don't say anything else to the police. Right. And so I don't. I don't say anything for the next three years. And for those three years, I've been, you know, judged and prosecuted and, you know, manipulated and all those other good things that you go through when you don't have a, a, a direction. You know, you don't have a source. You don't have, you don't have, you're basically living off of instinct and what you think is right, you know? Yeah. And so um, I was I was basically in survival mode for three years trying to figure it out, bounce around from house to house to odd job to odd job. And and eventually on that third year, I was able to go play indoor football all the way up there in North Dakota. Yep, yep. For the Bismarck Bucks, right? Yeah, for the Bismarck Bucks. You know, it was, it was, that was, that was just me, you know, trying to, to stay on path, trying to stay, focus on what I really want out of life, you know. Um and that's to play football. You know, that's to be bigger than than what I am and 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 to 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 cherish the game that I love. And so that's what I did. It took uh the Bismarck Bucks all the way up to North Dakota for me to go play football in those three years. But I did. I did that and I came home in February 
and, and and we beat the case. We beat the case February 28th. I came out of there um, not guilty in less than 45 minutes with a jury trial. 12 individuals sat there in less than 45 minutes found that I was not guilty, and it was, you know, almost the sweetest day of my life. That's, that's fucking insane, man. For those 45 minutes, what are you doing? Oh, man. Dude. <laughs> I want to hear question. it, man. You know, sure, sure. Good question. Good question. Yeah, good question. Good question. Now I'm, uh, you know, I walk out the courtroom. I talk to my uncle. He say something. My uncle's a very, is a very military man. I grew up with the man. He raised me. I say something to him, but he doesn't give me the answer I want to hear. You know, I have a smile on my face at this time, but he's very serious in that moment. Yeah. You know, me, I'm just trying to lighten the situation. You for know, sure, for sure. I know, I know the reason why you're here, but you don't have to tell me the reason why you're here. Right. And so, I go into my uh, my lawyer's chambers, and my lawyer chambers start to talk to me, start to ask me who would I want to to speak on the stand on my behalf if I'm found guilty. I immediately get upset. I immediately get upset, and and and, and talk to him in a in a tone that. He never seen before. Yeah, you're you know? assuming you're assuming you're, you're guilty, right? At that point, I... that's how I took it in my head. Yeah, yeah. That's you know, the... I'm, I'm like, oh. you don't, you don't have, you don't have the, uh, you know, faith in yourself, and you're asking me who I want to speak for me. I'm a, I'm a man of my own words. You know, I can speak for myself. If, if I can't speak for myself, I damn sure don't want nobody else speaking for me. Right. Okay. And so. That's what I told him. And, and once I told him that, I walked out the room. I walked out the room and went outside the courtroom and, and got my mind right. And next thing you know, my phone is blowing up, talking about where's Sean, where's Sean, where's Sean. When I did, I just had to get my mind right. You know, I had to, I had to get away. Yeah. I had to go to pray to God. And, and and once I did that, and once I was able to clear my mind and, and walk back in there 45 minutes later, you know, I stood in front of that judge as he read the verdict. And it was a not guilty moment. That's that's insane. Euphoria has to hit you, right? I I I listened to a podcast where you ran out of the room. I dropped. You ran out of the courtroom. Literally, boom, smooth. Like I think that was gonna be the reaction, no matter what. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're gonna guilty or not guilty? Yeah. Like for sure. Um, I'm I'm a fighter. I fight. I'm gonna fight for what what I believe in. You know. I get you. And if. And if they were to say guilty and I would have still took the natural reaction of running, more so than be it, you know, right. you can't, you can't, there's no training for that. Right. Well, especially when you know you're innocent, you know, I can't yeah, I run sure. too, bro. I'd, I'd run. I'm gone. I'm using that yeah. 4840 and I'm out of here, dude. I'm <laughs> gone. Gone. Ain't no reason. At that know? point, you're playing fullback and just running through people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I got you. Exactly. Let me ask you this, man. I, you know, I've, I've never had anything in my life that's close to something you've dealt with. But I've had my own, you know, problems or, you know, uh, losses in my life. I'm not a godly man. So how much does the presence of God in your life actually help you in this situation? How much are you looking? Because that's the only person at that point, I imagine, even not as a yeah. I, wrote, I wrote, you know, I was raised uh, religious my, my whole life. But I'm not, I'm not, I don't believe in God. 
But I definitely believe in somebody being able to say, I need some help and, and looking up to somebody. So you're spiritual. You're spiritual. I'm a huge energy person. As much as I have an huge energy. energy. Yeah. That's a, that's all God is. I get you. That's all God is, is, is a, is an energy bigger than myself. Okay. Is a, is a man that I look upon and has the ability to discipline me and, and shame me at the same time. Right. You know, he has all those abilities and he's the one person that I will not fail. You know, he's the one person I cannot fail, you know? And so once I got in that situation, yes, I had to depend on him. I had to depend on him 110% because I had no control. I got you. I hadn't, I had no way to physically move mountains. And he did that for me. It took him three years to do so, but he kept me on the right path for those three years where anything and absolutely any, everything could have happened. Yeah. You know, he kept me on a straight and narrow. He kept me out of the news. Because anything could have happened. Right. From people saying little smart remarks to me just wanting to lash out because I'm angry and I'm frustrated and I'm upset. But he kept me calm. He kept me humble. He kept me strong. He kept my mental good. Because, you know, a lot of people that go through it, they never get to do these interviews. You know, they never make it out on the other side. Yeah. So he definitely had a huge impact on on my whole vibe and my whole mood and, and everything I was thinking. Right on. I got you. When you're when you're looking at when when your lawyer first tells you what the conviction could be and and you're sitting there knowing that you're innocent. How do you take that? How do you even accept that that might be your fate? That, that that's something that's even possible for something you didn't do. How, that's the first thing you got to do. Is just take it? Is just take it and know that you're going to fucking beat it, right? That's the first thing you got. You got to accept what you're going through. Holy you got to accept it. Right. You got to accept, you know, anybody, they would, people would ask me, how you feeling? You know, I'm facing 10 to 20 years in life. That's how I'm feeling. That's how I'm feeling. Oh, my God, man. Uh, this was my life for three years, you know? How are you feeling? I'm facing 10 to 20 years in life in prison. That's how I'm feeling. Right on. I don't feel nothing but 10 to 20 years in prison. That's all I feel. Let me... You know, that's all I'm focused on. I got you. Let me... Let I had me no... Oh, sorry. Go on. Go ahead. No. No. I was saying I had no room to feel anything else. Right. But... You know, what was currently out, my current obstacle I was facing, you know, every day wasn't, didn't seem like a different day to me. Every day seemed like the same day. Right. You know, I was literally living the same day of my life for three years straight, you know. Yes, I was doing different activities. Yes, I was doing different jobs. But my soul and my mental was still in 2016 when that man said, well, she's accusing you of sexual assault. Right. <laughs> Yeah, it's a groundhog day. You can't you can't get out of that day because you're just stuck on I didn't do anything. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Let me ask you this, man, and this might this might be too real or it might be out of my way. Let me ask you this. Given where we are right now and there's a race there's a race tension in in the country, are you scared yeah. that because you're 6'9, 280 pounds, you're tatted all the way down your stomach, you're known nationally as as this big enforcing intimidating person 
Are you afraid that because you have to leave it to 12 people to decide your fate that they're just going to look at you and go, yeah, he did it? Um, I wasn't actually, you know, I fear no men. I fear God. Hell yeah. You know, and so that wasn't, that wasn't my, when you, when you give it away to God, you give it all away, you know? So I know I had no control of over who they think I am. Right. I just can only pray that my lawyers give the best defense that they could possibly get. Right. Right. And the best, and that's is, what the they best did. defense is being being completely being prepared. Yeah. It's yeah. just being prepared. You know, my lawyers were very prepared. Very. They had three years to get prepared. So right. it was it was nice. And and when that time for the for the for them to go to deliberate on that verdict, I sat in the car and I prayed to God that they see who I am. Right. Even though I wasn't able to talk during that trial. They saw who I was. They saw my emotion or the the non-emotion that I didn't have, you know? They saw I was serious about that situation. You know, so that those things run up to me. You know, I say control what you can control and having to worry about what 12 different people are thinking about you at one time, you're not controlling that situation at all. Right. You know, so you give that one to God and worry about something else because, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. You have no, you have no control. Okay. Let me, let me ask you this then. So I got to talk to Malia for a little bit to set this up and she seems awesome. I was telling her, I just had a daughter on Tuesday, you know, and I was worried mm-hmm. about, you know, congratulations. Daughter, thank you, sir. My daughter was actually supposed to be due right around today. I was very worried that during the podcast or or possibly right before the day of that, you know, I might be. So I was trying to set up contingency plans. Um, blessings. That's blessings. See how God work. It worked perfectly. Right. That energy, that energy you put out there in that universe, somebody took heave of, oh, he's feel very passionate about what he got to do on his day. So let me get everything else out the way to clear this day up for him. She went to the first first doctor's visit since being home, and she's healthy as can be. So I'm very lucky that way. But lessons. So you set, you know, Malia. Malia helped help me get this interview set up. Once you're done with Baylor, once you're not done with Baylor, but I guess I guess done with Baylor. Once once you're you know you're going through the draft pro the draft process, and and you have an agent, and you have people helping you. And then the accusations come out. How do you build your team from there? Because Malia seemed so amazing to deal with. How do you? Are there people that are She's turning? Amazing. Are there people She's that amazing. are turning away from you because of the accusations? Are there people coming to help you? You know, Amaya, Amaya Moore. Even here Definitely. in Minnesota, Maya Moore was helping a convicted man in, in uh, I believe, Georgia, and uh, she gave up her career to help this man. Um, were there people reaching out, or was it a was it a struggle to find somebody to help Sean Oakman? You know, there there's always people willing to lend a hand, you know, in some form or fact. You know, I wasn't I wasn't like on the the side of a GoFundMe or anything of that nature, you know. Yeah. I was I was head nose down, let me grind, get this money paid for these lawyers. And you know, some people, um, such as Judge Starr, who's played a huge background you know, which was our president at the university at the time, you know, at the time he didn't, he didn't want to be known as, as a person that was, you know, helping me get through with some of my legal issues. Right. You know, 
there's a stigma but, that comes with it. And yeah, yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? There's a stigma. And so you don't want to be, you know, trapped inside that stigma. You know, I'm living it. And I could damn sure don't want nobody else to have to be associated with the pain that I feel. Right. You know, and so you definitely had some people, but a lot of folks, more so, if they were helping, they didn't want to be known that they were helping. You know, so I don't know if that's the same as helping. You know, I'm definitely blessed that I was able to have Judge Star on my side, you know, and all those other people that uh, gave their help and support, you know. But you also have to, I'm definitely grateful and thankful, but you also have to think about it in a, in a, in a media, in, in a social standpoint of why, why don't you want to, why aren't you willing to risk, why aren't you willing to risk saying this or doing this if it's what you really believe in? Right. You know, why do you have to hide behind hide behind money? Why do you have to hide behind a cloak? Why do you have to hide behind any of those things? At, at this point, are you if just you, looking you for truly, you're looking for people with conviction? You're looking for people who want to help help you, and not just for for maybe a story or maybe for their own personal. They want to help you. You got you gotta you gotta want something out of life. You know, I want I want more than football. I want more than football. I want I want to change the whole perspective of the world. You know, I want I want my name and my brand to ring throughout the world for years. And so Malia actually just got on the team this year, you know. There you go. And luckily God God just brought her to me. You know, I actually had a PR team before I hired Malia. And and they actually it, it got it was it wasn't for them, you know, you know. You know, the hotter the heat, the harder the stuff. Can't stay in the kitchen, get out. Uh, can't stand the heat in the kitchen, get out the motherfucking kitchen. All that, like they couldn't stand the heat. I get you. You know, things were coming at them very fast, and so they had to get out the kitchen. And so, once you go through life lessons, and you realize that people keep falling off and and neglecting you, and, and you know, some people talk a good game, but can't you know live up to those expectations. You know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta take it as a grain of salt. You know, you gotta realize some people are here for a season, or a lifetime. I get you. Or just a, you know, a small moment. Right. You know, but they're here, and and you gotta figure out which one they're here for. You know, my first PR team was here for a season, and it, and it was too rough for them. Yeah. And so that's when Malia picked up, actually picked up the reins. You know, she picked up the reins, and we've been going full fledged with all of my endeavors, you know, anything I need to reflect off of her, she's there for me. Yeah. You know, and whatever I want to do, she's like, ooh, cool, let's, let's figure out a way to do it. Yeah. You know, no budget, no nothing, just we going. You know, and that's all, that's all, that's all uh, due to God and, and his will, for sure. I got you. How, m I got, I got to ask, man, because this is one of the things that, that, that kind of astounded me is, is I hit you up the day that you actually posted the video about if you want to get in touch with me, hit my DM. I'll try to get you, I'll try to get back to you sooner. I apologize. And I, I had no idea you even posted that. I, I felt very terrible going back and looking, going, that's one of those things where I get very lucky on sometimes. And I think mm -hmm. it's the energy that I put out there. It just happened. You know, I know yeah. that you had played up in uh, uh, North Dakota with my buddy Ben and. 
and I've had the podcast mm. idea for about a year. So I kind of, you know, was like, oh, I wonder, you know, and I looked you up and I hit you the message and I can't believe it was the same day that you're saying, you know, you'll open up and, and anybody to hit me up, come talk. Whose idea was it to, to run a lot of small kind of campaign ideas with, with smaller shows? You know, like obviously my show is nothing big. Um, yeah. And how important was it just to get your story out? And, and was there big names? You know, once you're you're found not guilty, was there any mm-hmm. big stories or a chance for you to get your story out? Or, or is this just you guys said, you know what? The PR team said, we're going to go on every show. We're going to we're going to just get the story out there. Nah, and let's do so it this summer. I, I probably did like maybe like two news news um interviews, but you know it was nothing like when they accused me of sexual assault. Yeah, they didn't give you the same platform. It, it was nowhere near that platform. Got you. When they when they thought I was a monster and they thought I was guilty and they thought so many bad things of me, I couldn't get off ESPN. Yeah. I couldn't get off Sports Center. Baylor, you know? yeah. I, you put Baylor up there, you're putting my face right next to it. Yeah. You no, know, so it wasn't. I couldn't. I couldn't get away from it. You know, so I definitely don't think on that aspect they did just. You know, at all, at all. I get you, man. That's tough. Uh, you know, I. I You've been, I'm sure you've been hit up so much and, and it's awesome that you just target it. You know, you're not afraid to shy away from it. This isn't something that you're going to, you're going to try to, you know, throw under the rug. They ain't let me shy away from it for those three years, you know? So you're just out there. And so why, why not embrace it? Hell yeah, man. Why Hell not yeah. embrace it? You know, for three years I had to, I had to be ashamed of my life. I had to be, well, I didn't have to be, you know, but I felt shame. Yeah. You were shame. I felt, I felt, right. Yeah. I felt the. I was shamed by the world. I was shamed by the media. I was shamed by everybody that didn't know me. You know, I was definitely shamed. But now it's like you can't shame me. You can't shame me because I walk. I still. I sat there and walked through the fire yeah. each and every day for three years. You know, and and I came out untouched. And so now let me use my platform to touch and reach. The everyday person, the everyday person that has an obstacle, you know, because every day it wasn't, I'm fighting a sexual assault case, you know, maybe it was, oh, I'm going to feed my dogs today. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to keep on electricity today. Yeah. Oh, I just got fired, you know, a week before Christmas. I'm going to pay rent next month or buy Christmas gifts for my friends and family. You know what I mean? These are hard decisions that you have to make. 100%, man. You know, and so I had no, I had no, I had, I had, didn't have that avenue. So I'm, I'm providing an avenue for, for us to be great. You know, for, for someone that, that wants to be great, that doesn't have the guide to, to get there, doesn't have a clue how to get there. I'm somebody that been through it all. And if I haven't, I know somebody that has. Right. You know, there's not too much that, that I haven't seen, that I haven't done. You know, and so we all need that person to relate to. And hopefully I'm that vessel. I got to say, man, I love that. I love that because, like I said, from somebody who's had his his own, you know, my dad died three years ago. Right. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, it comes with its own thing, you know. And of course, uh, you know, I, I came about it probably the wrong way afterwards, and and, and nowhere to, to know where to put the input. You know, you're just you're just mad, and and, yeah. and you, I can't relate my story to yours at all. But I can understand somebody's energy being down, and I can understand exactly. life taking taking shit away from you that that isn't fair. And yeah. so hearing you say this, man, it is it, it just it makes me one respect you as a man because. You know, a lot of things I say about myself now is is that I, I grew from that situation and I'm probably a better person for it, but it took something so negative to change me. Yeah. I gotta I gotta ask, man, Sean Sean Oakman, before this, are you happy mm-hmm. are you happy with the person you turned out to be even though you didn't get to go to the NFL? Even though your name might be tainted. Are, are you are you happier with the person you are today than the person you were about to be going into the NFL? Hey, big general, for sure. God, you know, God bless him. You know, he gave he he built he's building my story. God is building my story, you know. And, and what's better than a great story? Hell yeah. Nothing's really better than a great story, you know. I tell, I used to tell people all the time, you know, I was more prepared to go through those three years than I was prepared to go to the NFL hands down, you know. My life circumstances prepared me for that situation so I wouldn't waver and break under pressure. That's fucking awesome. You know, it, it, it was that simple that I knew I wouldn't break. And now it's like they the world see I'm not going to break. Now the world wants to see where does he go? What is he going to do? You know, and it's not happening fast. It's not happening immediately. But I feel like I'm on the right path. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like I'm going in the right direction. You know, I just met a great young man who who has the potential to be a billionaire, right? And he told me he's writing a book. And he told me the he told me the title of his book. And and the title of my book is three minutes for 45 seconds. Well, at that time. And then after he told me the title of his book, his number, his book is about numbers, you know. So I'm so I'm like, let me change the title of my book. There you go. But what will I change my title to? Three, four, five. Instead of putting all the other words on there, make it simple. Three, four, five. But what does these numbers mean? It means you're on the right path. There you go. It means you're going in the right direction. I get you. You know, three, four, five means you're you're you're, you're good. You're you're going where you're supposed to be going. You're headed where you're supposed to be headed. Right. And that's right. just a that's just the energy, like you would say. That's that's positive affirmation that I just got from the big man upstairs, even though I never met this man before in my life. You know, I had what I wanted, but I feel like a three, four, five is more simple than it could. You're gonna you're it's gonna attach to somebody. It's gonna attach to a lot of people more than having words on that front on that first page you realize as we're talking about this i'm sorry i'm sorry i gotta break you up you realize as we're talking about this the time right now is 345 god fucking willing yo i'm trying to tell you trying to tell you that energy is real i i 100 believe you believe in that believe in that energy you know and wrong with it that's that's how I'm I've gotten through life, man. That's that's how I've gotten through my last three years for sure. The energy thing came when I was eighteen, but I was a dad at nineteen, and and, and ever since then, the energy thing is there. I one hundred percent believe you. Um, yes, sir. I, I gotta ask, man. So so, 
thank you for telling your story. I can't imagine that that's that's easy. Let me ask you this, and and we can get a little little silly now. Where can I get a Sean Oakman jersey? I got jerseys hanging up. As you can see, I got a Brad Johnson jersey hanging right next to me. Do you got a stockpile of Wildcat jerseys, or I, I mean, don't, I don't, I do not. Like I personally don't keep none of those things. I got you. Know, you. I give them all to my family. Okay. Um, it's more valuable to them than it is to me. You know, so right. I don't know, man. I don't know. Hopefully, Baylor, you know, accepts me for who I am. There you go. And releases a Sean Oakman jersey, you know. I think I deserve at least that much, you know. For sure. For people that would like to support and want to support. And if Baylor would want to support, you know, half of those proceeds could go to my nonprofit. You know? There you go. But I'm pretty sure people will buy them. Dude, even if you make a jersey that's your own jersey, and make it the right. the open, you know, the uh, open obstacles, right? The open obstacles, dude. Make it the open team. obstacles jersey and sell that shit because I'd buy hey, it. That's not, that's kind of like a great idea, you know. Dude, team you get, open obstacles. Hell yeah, you get to pick the jersey color, the numbers. Oh, dude, it'd be icy. Yeah. Let, let me yeah. ask. Oh shit. Let me ask you this, man. So so you're getting ready for the NFL, and and you have all the help in the world. You have college coaches, Art Briles, who send in everybody. I mean. What's different now trying to trying to get ready for the NFL? Is there anything that you took from the last three years from playing semi-pro to, to AAFL to XFL? Is there anything that you took from those three years and, and, and even Bismarck football? What are you going to apply to the NFL when you, when you get there? Because you're getting there, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, it's on, it's, on, it's on me. It's all on me, you know. Once you're in that environment, you know, you got to understand that it's all on you yep. to stay there, to remain there, to to be a productive person there, you know. And, and that's a lot of things I learned through these three years, especially trying to get back into the NFL now. You know, it's really all on me. And you can't gay. Like you said, I had brows. I had a great staff behind me. I had all these things behind me. Now you can't, you can't blame nobody else for your slip up. Right. You can't blame nobody else for another mistake you may make. You know, it's all on me. And so, with 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 the pressure, with my back against the wall, I'm you know I'm full go, I'm full fledged, I'm ready to attack. You know, right on. If it's all on me, I'm not gonna disappoint me. That's damn sure. I I fucking hear that, man. I love that. I I absolutely love that. Um. What was your favorite semi-pro moment? Because I didn't play semi-pro. I played what was called semi-pro. And this was, you know, practices yeah. at, at public parks. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Bro, yeah. the, let me tell you my real quick. We lost a game by, on a kneel, we're winning. The running back mm-hmm. looks at the quarterback and says, hey, pitch it back to me. I'll run the clock out and then take a kneel. He then drops the fucking pitch. The ball goes all the way into the end zone. We tie the game, so we even have a shot to, to not lose, and we end up losing that game yeah. in overtime. What's your favorite semi-pro moment? Because Ben told me that at one point, you guys were only able to kick a field goal one way, right? Because there was only one. Oh, fuck. Yeah, man. Yeah. I don't know, man. I really don't know. Like I said earlier, those three years of my life, I literally was like living the same day. And yeah. so I really can't – I don't know. I really don't – I can't remember a semi-pro game that I played. I, I get like, you, man. Hey, I try to block it out too. I got I got threatened to get shot my first game. Yeah, dude, right? Dude, so. I, you know, I only played – I played in the option school for high school, so I can only stock block. Mm-hmm. Like, other than that, I'm not very good at a whole lot of other stuff. 
So you yeah, go to these yeah. semi-pro games and you try to stock block a corner like like you know like I can, and they're not having yeah. it. Dude, dude had man titties and he was threatening to go get the gat out of his uh, trunk of the car <laughs> by the second half, dude. And and I just I just started loving it. Uh, it was it was my maybe one of my favorite times in football. But it, it, it's a yeah. wild story when you're getting people who are just trying to make the love of the game happen, especially out in North Dakota or Minnesota, Crazy. man. Um, Fucking right, man. I was on. Oh. <laughs> let me let me ask you this real quick. Uh, have you lost anything? You know, do you, do you think that, 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 do you think that life is fair? And, and do you find that like, you know, Sean Oakman was put into a spot where you were meant to fail and now you've succeeded. And, and do you think you've won? Like, let's say, I, I know you don't want this negative energy and I'd hate to put it as you, but I, do you think that even if you never make it to the NFL, did you, did you win in life? Is, or is the NFL won. the goal? You won. No, I won. You won. I've already won. I got my name. I got my name, you know. For so many years, they were they were tarnishing my name, you know, and that's that's hard to live with. And so, just imagine having to live with that tarnishment on your name for the rest of your life. You know, no matter what you do, as soon as you Google your name, you're gonna see Sean Oakman, a rapist, sexual assault. You know, you don't see that anymore. Right. You will never see that. But for three years, if you Googled my name, that's the first thing you've seen. You know, so I definitely want, you know, my kids are able to grow up with a father with a clean background. You know, they're, they're able to grow up and boast their last name. They don't have to be ashamed of it Hell because... Yeah of a mistake that their father made 20 years ago, 30 right. years ago, you know? And so I definitely want, I definitely want. I'm still able to fight for everything I believe in, you know? I'm still able to pursue my dreams. I'm still able to make a huge impact on the world. So yes, they took three years of my life away, but it, you know, I'm, I'm still on the same path. I'm still, I'm still striving for everything I want out of life and nothing can stop me, you know? Yeah especially having the convictions lifted off my name. So only thing that can stop you is you. And I won't let me stop me for right. sure. I... That's awesome, man. Holy shit. All right. So let me ask you this then. After all of this, what do you do for downtime? Because I'm sure you go from, from Penn State to, to Baylor to, to NFL, kind of, you know, getting ready for the NFL. And then you have these three years. Yeah. How do you spend your downtime now? Is it, is it out hanging out with people or is it, is it I'm pretty? A country, I'm a country boy, you know, like your boy Ben. You know, I'm a country boy at, at deep down in, in my heart, you know. I like to fish. I like to hunt. I like to just be in the woods, you know drinking bears and chilling, listening to country music, you Hell know, yeah. um, really staying out the way, you know, um, the clubs and everything is fine, but it's, it's, it's just, it's not me. Mike. It's not me. It's not, it's not, it's not what I want to do. I believe I'm the life of the party and everywhere I'm at is going to be a party. So if I got 400 acres of me and my closest friends, and we got a lake and a fire, we're going to have a great time. You oh. know, that's my downtime, you know, family, friends, you know, being around the real ones that love you, you know, because once you start to see yourself exceed and exceed and exceed again, you know, I lived this life already. You know, people start to come out the world work. Yeah. You know, women start to come out the world work. 
They don't care what I'm doing. They just think I'm doing something. Damn. I love that. I love that because I'm an introvert, man. I, I fucking, you know, I, I was the person who, when you said you were hanging out, I'd be out there. And now you can't catch me. My friend, I, I lost friends because I don't leave my house. I, yeah, you know, it's not, it's not a thing no more. Like once you lose, like me, I lost everything once before, you know, due to my obsessive going on, you know, living a life of a, of a freshman, regular freshman student, you know, and I lost my opportunity then. And if I lost that then for the cap for the for the simple fact of going out, no, I'm not I'm not I'm not losing that again. And then I get the better and then I don't go out at all. And then the one night I do go out, I'm accused of sexual assault. I'm gonna keep my black ass in the house. Oh <laughs> yeah, man. You said you drink beer. What kind of beer do you drink? I really don't drink beer. Uh, oh, it's you. just whatever, you know, what people got around. Um my favorite is a doseki, but other than that, I'm not really a big beer drinker. I get you. I know everybody likes their ales and oh. and their P whatever their P P ninety whatever they're called. Uh, IPAs, yeah. IPAs, yeah. Dude, I I'm the first one to tell you. So I actually just gave up drinking beer. I just did a whole podcast yeah. dedicated to me uh, retiring from beer because that was the only thing I drank. You know, I'd have friends mm-hmm. buy me shots at the bar, and I'd say no, thank you. And that you know that's a no no. You you take the shot, people buy you. Yeah. Um, I can't do the beer no more, so I've been drinking White Claws and and uh, you know Red Bull. I vodkas. saw that. Yeah, I saw that. Oh, dude, I needed one, man. I was nervous as fuck doing this. I had a couple. Nah, of nah, this. cut the edge, man. Do your thing, man. It's all love, you know. That's how you know, but that's the understand that that feeling that you had right there, bro. That that nervous feeling yeah. before you even got to talk to me, you know. That's the feeling that ninety five of the percent of the world had was feeling, you know, when they saw me. Yeah. You know, when they see when they see that image and when they see those things, they're they're it's a nervous feeling. You know, and so that's what I'm trying to fight. That's the things I'm trying to fight. Like I don't want people to be nervous around me. I want people to feel like they could come to me. I got you. Know? And so I could completely understand it, but the first step you took was actually reaching out. You know, some people don't even want to go that far because they're so they're so uh, closed off by the image right. of what I look like. I got you. you. Know? But I, I'm definitely thankful and, and grateful that you took the opportunity to sit here and, and conversate with me. Dude, uh, the first off, uh, from a guy who can barely interview, thank you for taking the time to do it, man. You have no idea how many people scare away from, from how many followers you have or the blue check mark or, or, or something. And that's not, you know, that I obviously know starting this from the ground yeah. to bottom, it, it, you know, it, it's not going to be easy, but I got to tell you, quarantine's been maybe one of the best times for me because people are bored and content is there. I've had interviews with guys I consider good friends now and, and people that same way I was nervous, just the same as meeting you, you know, I, dude, I, I'm a, I'm a fucking a cabinet maker and a painter. Man, you know, I'm hey, talking. I'm talking hey, to. wrong with it. I've I've, I've hey. gotten extremely lucky talking to, to people, uh, you know, who who mean something to me or or, or who uh, who I find extremely interesting or or in in your case, yes, your story is is absolutely one uplifting because it's not about what you beat; it's about your conviction to beat it. Because yes, sir. most guys, yes, sir. you know, and, and I'm not going to, you know, I'll, I'll get off this again. I got I got more questions now no, on this. No, it sounds great. It sounds great, man. Um, You're absolutely right. Most guys, they don't make it through, bro. They fold under pressure. Or they take know? the plea deal. 
You know how well, many- they take the, that's, that's folding under pressure. You know that's 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 coming to circumstances of okay. I I rather it's there's a there's a song you know and it says you must be afraid. You know you must be afraid to go into the dark. You can't be afraid of going into the dark just because for the simple fact of you don't know how long you're going to be in the dark. Right. That's not a reason to be afraid. You know, people are so quick to live their lives, so quick to, to jump to the next thing. I'm not that quick. Right. You know, I'm I'm patient for the things I want if I really want them. I got you. you know, if I would have took a plea to the opportunity, the the expression that I'm able to have will never have been, you know, because the world still wouldn't look at me the same. No, you'd never, you'd never shake that. You'd be Sean Oakman, the guy never. who got away with it. Yeah, not even get away because right. you're still accused of something. True, true, true. Yeah, yeah. Still accused yeah. of something, man. It's just not as as of the degree of sexual assault. I've I've had some people hit me up and, and ask me this, and I wasn't gonna ask, but. I I get it's none of my business. Do you do you go after somebody for that? Because even on Twitter, when you go when you Twitter your name, and it's it's mm-hmm. always you're you're the example now of men who are wrongly convicted of sexual assault. And this is a big thing going on. I can't imagine going through your stuff while the Me Too movement is going on. Do you? I'm trying to think of how to word this. Let me let me just start with that. How all of this is going on while the Me Too movement is going on? Were you brought up? Were you used as a negative, as opposed to now you're you're the example for for reasons why guys should get away, you know, contest this if they, if they believe they're right. Were you ever used as a negative? I believe the the Me Too movement was based off of me. You know, it started it started with but, college sports. I mean, really, if you think about yeah, it, I, it did. It does. I but no, I believe it was based off my my case. I believe like everything maybe it's just me and my ego you know i I believe like the world was against me you know and so once i caught that case i believe i seen a me too movement start i believe i seen my head coach be fired i believe i seen my athletic director be fired i believe i seen my president of the university be fired you're exactly right all after y'all accused one person of sexual assault just an accusation, no proof, just an accusation. So I definitely felt like those things were based on me, you know, like just like that picture, you know, we're not allowed to, after they've seen that picture, the very next year, you're not allowed to roll your jersey up anymore. The crop you're not even down. allowed to wear that face mask anymore. That's a dirty face mask. Right. <laughs> Whatever the case may have been, you know, I felt like these, all of these things were placed upon me. Yep. For the thing, for something I didn't do, you know. And so now there's a whole movement of a me too. But what about me too? Yeah, exactly. What about me? What about what about those those other small that's very small percentage of people that are falsely accused? Me too. Absolutely absolutely me too. But me too. You got to listen. You got to listen to both sides. It, it's got to be a fair gotta thing. Got to listen to both and, sides. And that's not to to, to to ever say don't, you know, don't, Take don't any... look into it or, or do anything. Not at all. But but not make sure that all. you have your facts and that you don't accuse before the right the right words are spoken. I, I 
Dude, that's exactly. that's crazy, man. Let me. All right, all right. Again, again. I'll, I'll try to get. On. It's it's so polarizing though. There's so many questions I have, but it's it's like at some point you got to go back to to living a life without this either. So, and I feel bad just transitioning from crazy story to to something basic, but nah, I just. So I got you. That's man. how, but that's how my life has been. Yeah. Honestly, it's been a roller coaster. There's nothing. It's always been like this. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe it's been like this. You feel me? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah it, it has it has its, it has. You know what I mean, you gotta take the crookest with the straights. I'm, I'm, I hear you on that, man. And that's all I'm doing, man. I take the crookest with the straights, and I don't believe it has to be. It doesn't. I don't believe that it doesn't have to be a part of my life. You know, I, I will embrace this for as long as I can. For sure. Because- I'm not. I'm not. I won't run away from it. For you sure. know, a lot of people are ashamed of the things that they've been through and aren't able to talk about the things that they've been through. You know, I'm blessed enough to have confidence enough to to speak my words. You know, there's that Brian Banks story is, a, is an inspiring story. But I know people that reached out to him and he doesn't reply back. You know, you're a figure. You're a figure. You have a you have a civil duty to give what you learn back to the people that's trying to reach out to you. I won't be that person. You know, I will be somebody that's tangible, somebody that you can touch. Fuck. God damn it, man. It, dude, I live in Minnesota. Dude, I'll, I'll fucking write a letter to, to the Minnesota Vikings to get you, get your ass here. Dude. All praise be to God, man. All praise be to God. Let me ask you this. Who was your favorite team growing up? Eagles, Philadelphia Eagles. Would would you want to play? I know, I know. I'm not trying to put you in a spot. What would be your favorite team to play for? For the Indianapolis Colts. Really? Why is yes, that? Sir. Um, they believed in me even four years ago. You know, that was the team that believed in me. That really set me down in, uh, during the combine and really talked to me and believed that I could be great. Yeah. You know. And, and, you know, training out here and having the agent and things of that nature, that opportunity is still on the table. I got you know? you. And so, yeah, that, it, the opportunity is on the table. And I believe it would be the best fit for me. I believe I could have a long career there as long as I want to and, and take that team to, you know, great, great heights. Hell yeah. They, dude, they've been missing. They need a guy after Dwight Freeney, right? I mean – Need somebody. So, so you, know, you got one. You got one defensive. Well, they got DeForest Buckner now. Oh, that's right. Oh shit, dude! I was gonna try to lure you here, saying Everson Griffin is, is still a free agent. We need another guy on Daniel Hunter on the other side of Daniel Hunter. I mean, mm-hmm. but uh, okay. So, so let me ask you this then: Are teams reaching out? Are you in talks with teams? Are you? I'm. I'm. I'm the bottom of the totem pole. You know, I'm the little sticky stuff at the bottom, so. So are you waiting for depth, maybe? For I'm, for... I'm, I'm waiting. Yeah, you okay. know, all that Corona and things like that. You know, you gotta. You, it's definitely a process, and this year of 2020 has been an amazing process. So you don't know who's gonna report to camp. You don't know who's gonna stay in camp. Yep. You don't know how the season's gonna look when these games start. And so I just have to remain ready, whenever they will call. 
but they will call this year, and I will play the NFL this year. Hell yeah! You know, I just have to remain steady and stay on course. How old are you? 26, 27? 28. 28. 28. You're going to be 27 in a month, man. Oh, man. How do you prepare after not having football? I think, did I ask that already? I might have asked that. How do you? Nah, um, no, you didn't. I don't know, bro. It's, it's a mentality, you know, muscle memory. You know, you have a hunger. You got a hunger. You see what you want. You know, you, you go get it. Like Mike Tyson said, you know, Mike, uh, the dude off of, uh first take asked him. He said, "Why, Mike?" Mike said, "It, it was it's just as simple as this because I can." Yeah, he's looking beautiful, right? That's what you he know? said. I'm looking beautiful. He's look, I'm looking beautiful, Max. Why not? Because oh. I can. I'm looking beautiful. I'm feeling beautiful. I haven't changed for four years. You know, my body looks exactly the same. I'm physically more ready. 10 times more mature and now I have substance and character to myself that when you do bring me in, you're already getting a leader. Yeah. You already, he already knows the stigmatism that he's under. He already knows how he has to move. He already knows that he had, doesn't have a chance to mess up. Right. He knows these things already, but he also knows that he's a leader and he can lead a locker room. He also knows he has enough ambition and enough tenacity that people will follow. Right. So, I got you. Me. I got you. Is the Mohawk is Mohawk coming back? I don't know. I don't know. You know, if they let me, you know, you never know. You never know. I don't know. Well, I might get dressed. Who knows? There you go. Dude, that'd opportunity be a comes and presents itself. You never know how I'm feeling. You know. No, I, I like the clean cut though. I've been enjoying that a lot. Yeah, no, I get you. I, hey man, that's me. I'm balding. I have a hey, actual clean. mohawk trying to just start on me. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm just trying to avoid it. What's your cheat meal, man? Because cause you're you're listed at six nine. I know I just heard you in an interview say about two eighty, and you were three hundred pounds in that uh-huh. photo at six nine three when you became the meme. What's your cheat meal, man? What do you what do you just murk down that you're just ashamed of yourself about? A shame? Oh, nothing really. Because it's hard for me to obtain all that weight. Yeah, I suppose. It's very hard, you know. And then for it to look as good as it looks on my frame, you know. Um, I really don't have besides I don't know, I'm a sweetie. I'm a sweetie guy, you know. Like, I'm not a really a sweeter, but lately I've been craving sweets for some odd reason. Very good I haven't had them in so long, but actually last night I ordered a uh a strawberry cheesecake stromboli. That sound that just sounds good, right? <laughs> My thing is chocolate. <laughs> like who doesn't like strombolis? Oh. Who doesn't like strawberry? Who doesn't like cheesecake? So put it in one? Oh my god. Yeah. I took one bite, it was too sweet and I threw it away. But are you joking? You know, first off, that's self control. You need to send that to the NFL right there. That is one hundred percent self control for <laughs> What's your diet like, man? So are you eating uh, just lean? Are you on, uh, you know, are you lean? I'm I'm super lean. A lot of chicken, you know, a lot of fish, a lot of rices, a lot of beans. Right on. You know, just super, super lean. A lot of veggies, a lot of fruits. I, 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 I live the exact opposite, man. Most of my diet is carbs. I mean, I'll, I'll throw steak and meat down, but, I mean, I'm eating sugar. Yeah. I mean, you throw them Pepperidge yeah. Farm soft-baked just... chocolate chip cookies at me, and it's a wrap. <laughs> see 
the thing, the good thing about me, I'm not a big snacker. You know, I like meals. Yeah, exactly. And so, same. yeah, and so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna settle for chips and a drink. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna settle for a Subway hoagie and a drink and chips. There you, you know? go. But I like a meal. I mean, I need something that's gonna hold me down for at least six to seven hours until my next meal. Fuck. How how do you control weight throughout this time? Are you preparing just in case if if you said the court case got moved several times? Are you preparing yeah. the entire time, or did you let yourself go at some point? Because as soon as I was done with football, I got up to two sixty five, hey. and I was I had mad tits. Down. Like like we said earlier, it was a roller coaster. I man. got you. And I got you. It was definitely ups and downs, you know. I didn't, I didn't see a light. I didn't see a light at all. So, I was definitely in a routine of letting myself go. Yeah. I was definitely in a routine of self sabotage, you know. I was definitely not becoming the person I wanted to be because the depression was so deep, you right. know. But I always had the drive to get up. I always had the drive to keep going. Right. Even though I'm feeling bad right now. I may not feel this bad tomorrow or the next day, you know. Even though I was going through my own depression and anxiety and things of those natures, I always had the people who still depended on me to, to be a certain way. Yep. You know, i always been a leader. i always been that person. And so even when I'm, I'm down and I'm bad, you know, I can't give that off to my friends and my family. You know, cause they they can't they can't see me that way. They don't. You don't want them to see you that way. One hundred. You don't want nobody to see you. You know, lesser than what you see yourself. You know, you don't want that. You don't want that at all. That's and, and it's heartbreaking. You know, these are serious moments where you know anything can happen. Yeah. You know, suicide is prevalent. Like anything, anything at that moment. Like you have no outlet. You have nowhere to go. You have nobody to talk to. You know, you're talking to God, but is he listening? It's like, bro, I'm talking to you. I'm still talking to you. I'm constantly talking to you. But three years, you know, you can't, you can't, you can't imagine three years. You know, that's a lot of time to to not see anything. Right. Like, I, no, no, not imagine. The, the the situation I find myself in is is once my dad died, you just have to work around the idea that he died. You in your situation is you're 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 always moving. There's always another date that you have to look forward to. There was always another mm-hmm. uh, uh, court time or judge or mm-hmm. or lawyer or just just anything. What was your What was your moment, man? Was because because like I just remember a moment in which it it's probably January February. It's got to be cold as fuck here, negative 30. And I'm drinking a small coffee and smoking cigarettes, crying in a parking lot at Cub Foods because I just, I just miss my dad. Was there a yeah. moment where you just found yourself, where yeah. you just, where you remember now and you look back and you just go, yeah, I remember that. And that's the moment I'll take back. That's the moment I'll take with me to, 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 to always remember like, Hey, this is what I want. And I don't want to go back to feeling like that. Um, I would say it had to be. That first time I got kicked out of Penn State, man, it took me back to that feeling, you know, as a as a seven, 18 year old. Yeah. Hearing those words that you're not you're not on this team anymore. I've been on every team in my whole life. Right. With, with what do you mean I'm not on this team no more? Oh, like, 
you're taking you're taking you're taking kid away from a you're taking candy away from a kid. You know what I mean? I'm that I'm that kid with the big eyes that's all watery and can't control my 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 lip quiver. You know, you took me. You you took you're taking who makes me me. You know, and so. I felt all that. I felt all that shame. I felt all that, all that embarrassment. Really, it was it was embarrassing, you know. Because now you have to live with these people looking at you and judging you. Yes, you are. They already did that, but you got away with it the first time, you right. know. Now this is a three year stint, and no one and what you see. No one wants you to succeed. There's no social media site. There's no news article that wants Sean Oakman to beat this case. Right. You know, they know my story. They know my background. There's not one news person that wants me to beat this case during these three years. There's no positive news about Sean Oakman in these three years. You know, it's yeah. just, it's, 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 it's kind of, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. But like I said, you know, it took me way back to that moment. Yeah. It took me way back to, to my freshman year at Penn State where I thought life was essentially over. When, the, when, the, when, because when O'Brien says you're yeah. off the team. Yes, sir. Damn. <laughs> Who's, Who's who's the most influential co- influential coach you've had? You know, you've you've had you've had an outstanding amount of coaches that that have probably you, you know you remember who's who's the most guy who's the guy you look at and just remember good times to. Uh, you know, you definitely got to put Joe Paterno in there because he's the goat. That's you know? fucking crazy. Is it? He's the, he's the goat. He's the goat. He um. There's a story, funny story. Um. I'm coming in as a freshman and, and literally like he's joking around. He's always been that type of person, you know, he got high energy, but he's very, very old. And he jumps up, he say, Yeah, I used, to, I used to ball back in the day. And he like jumps up, you know how we act like we're dunking on each other like as kids or whatever. Yeah. He acts like that's what he's doing to me. But he's like itty bitty Italian dude. Yeah, so. yeah. And his little brown shoes and everything. But it's that's an image I will never forget. And also Coach Brown, you know. Um, his father, I mean, not his father, but his brother passed away a day before we were playing TCU. And in the way he conducted himself during that time, it's like you commend him on that. Yeah. You commend him on that because he didn't have to be there. He didn't have to be there. He didn't have to go about the game, the way he went about it, you know, he could have broke down at any given moment, I, but he had a group of people that was looking up to him and he led us to victory. That's very going through the very same adversities that we seen that we can't get over publicly. He had to get over that publicly. He couldn't fall to, to feeling those, those natural feelings that you want to feel. Maybe in the close behind closed doors, he broke down and cried, but he wasn't nothing but a natural born leader to us. You know, he was our leader, 
and and he did he did something that probably none of us could do, you know. Right. Being a being an environment where it's nothing but full of emotion and not cry and not break down, but continue to strive and be great and, and give those coaching details to a to a key. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's amazing. That's that's amazing. That's insane. Like, I wouldn't be able to do that. Like for sure. Like hands down. Like don't let nobody close to me die. I'm out of there. I know it. I'm I'm still reeling with it. I, I yeah, went to yeah, about man. three months worth of therapy and it really helped me. I, I saw in one of the stories that in the XFL you had been talked into going to see a therapist. How much do you think that people could benefit from just going to talk? I mean, especially being in football, being 6'9", 280. There's a stigma of being a man. There's a stigma of of oh, not talking about your problems. Explain that. How much did that help you when you did you get to was was therapy in the XFL the first time you had done it or had you seen had yeah, you seeked well, it? It wasn't the first time I'd done it. Like once I was adopted, my uncle sent me to therapy as a child. Okay. But as a child I was I was really off the rocker, you know, and yeah. so I didn't get the concept of sitting there and telling we all growing up, there was always secrets in my life. You know, there was always secrets in my household. And so sitting in front of a woman that I didn't know and telling her my life stories didn't didn't sit well with me. And so I went to therapy for a year as a child and didn't say a word to the therapist that entire year. Yep. And so once I had the opportunity to go see the therapist, you know, because the only, only reason I, I had to seek a therapist for the XFL is because, you know, I was playing at I was playing full speed during practice. Yeah, an aggressive level, right? Was, I was playing very aggressive. I was playing at a high-intensity level thinking I have something to prove. But my head coach thankfully sent me to therapy, you know, and it wasn't because I was playing at a high level. Because the only reason I was playing that fast is because I had something to prove. Yeah. But mentally, I'm not thinking I got something to prove. Yeah. You're just trying to play you know, ball. I'm thinking I'm just playing. Yeah. I'm just playing football at a very high level. But I'm still. I was still trying to prove I'm not guilty. I was still trying to prove I'm still a shame, Sean Oakland. You know, because whether people want to admit it or not, these people on my team looked up to me. You know, they looked up to me to do great things, and they looked up to me to to be that person that they used to see on TV. And that's what I wanted to bring to the table. But then I had to realize that I have nothing else to prove. Right. I have nothing else to prove. You know. I went through those three years without getting in any trouble. I sat in that courtroom for three days while people judged me and criticized me and talked all types of bad about me, you know. And I sat there for, and I sat there while they, while they, the judge deliberated and, and and they said I was not guilty, you know. So what else do I have to prove? What else do I have to prove? I have nothing to prove. Right. But my athletic ability, and I can still play football. Right. You prove that your life is worth. But I don't have worth- to do that. You prove that your life is worth not sitting in a jail cell and rotting away. You prove that that you're a man of your conviction and that you told the truth when when asked, "Did you do this?" No, I did not. You know, I, I can one, you won life. You know, and, and even again, man, I, I I'm not trying to play the negative, dude. You've won everything you can. If if you never see the NFL field, there are people that are gonna look to you for the rest of their lives and going forward that are just gonna say. 
Sean Oakman at least at least said, "Hey, I'm not doing this. I'm not. I'm not playing your game. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say what. 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 What happened." And and, and uh, I'm not settling. Yeah, I won't settle, man. There's, I won't. I won't let. But I wasn't. I was just saying I wasn't gonna let my circumstances be my be my outcome. Yeah. You know, I know who I am. I know who I was. And I was never that. I was never that. Right. And I damn sure wasn't that two weeks before my my dreams are about to come true. Right. I never was that. Damn. Damn. Let, oh, holy shit, man. That's... Fuck. I, I, I got to just tell you, man, from, from everything, from your standpoint of, of where you were and how you got there, dude, I, your story is... is, is it's 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 one inspiring. I'm not. I mean, that's obviously easy to say, but it, two, it's that, just uh, it's honest, man. And 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 in a world today yeah. where where you're not expected to be the person you are, I mean, you own it, and and you, you know, I mean, hey, man, it's just it's just very admirable. Let me just say that, man. There's sure. there's people who I look appreciate to you. And, that. You know, let, let me ask you I this. We we can end with this here. Where do you think you're gonna go? I gotta ask it. I'm I'm not the best interviewer, but. I know, I know. Again, I'm making a 180 here, but I figured we want to end on a good note. Where are you getting the feel? Are you are you getting a feel? Are you? You don't even have to tell me anything. Just tell me like, how soon am I going to be able to retweet that Sean Oakman is an NFL football player? Just know when it does happen, man. Which I believe is truly going to happen. 100. Right? percent The smile on I your face right now says happen. it. Yeah, it's, because it's close. It's close. Well, the only reason I say it's close because. It's a feeling, just like you said. It's a yeah. feeling, you yeah. know. It's energy, and as long as I stay on course, I'm gonna get everything I desire. But where do I want to go? Is is where I said it, and that's Indianapolis. Right. I believe I could make a difference. I believe I could play there for six plus years. Hell yeah! Well, and you got good legs too, man. I mean, you've got three years on some of the dudes who you got drafted or would have been drafted with. It's, so your legs are pristine at this point. I'm fresh and I'm ready to go. Hey man, your smile says that you're fucking ready to play. I think you got something and I'm, I'm excited <laughs> for you. Dude, I got to just say man, thank you very much for doing the episode. No, nah, thank you. Hey man. Bless you, bro. I appreciate, appreciate it. I, I hope I can stay in contact with you. If not, good luck on everything, yeah. man. Anytime, bro. Anytime, just hit me up. Right on. Hey, if you get if you get picked up, I'm going to be hitting you up trying to get you on and talking about what it's hey, going to be like. On. I got Come you. On. I appreciate it, man. Thank you very much. All right, you have a good one, man. Sean Oakman, everybody. Thank you. Out.